Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1249, How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger, by Christine Klisman of christineklisman.com. Hello, everybody, and happy middle of the week. My name is Greg Audino. I am your host and narrator here on ORD, and that means I'm bringing you content that can help you improve your relationships seven days a week. And much of the time, improving our relationships with others starts with improving the relationships that we have with ourselves. And the article I've selected to read today really helps you to do just that. Christine Klisman has some tips on how we can practice self-compassion through anger. So let's hear what she's got to say and optimize your life. How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger by Christine Klisman of christineklisman.com We've all been there at some point, furiously ranting and ruminating to ourselves about all of the reasons a person or setback is evil, thoughtless, stupid, or useless. We repeat the same negative thoughts and stories over and over in our heads, blinded and blocked by our angry, negative feelings. In this state, we are operating with tunnel vision, emotionally disconnected from our true selves and deeper feelings, and unable to access true wisdom. This disconnection caused by anger only serves to increase our suffering. Anger is the classic default emotion most people feel when experiencing anything displeasing. Unfortunately, anger itself is not a very illuminating emotion and often blocks true awareness and insight from occurring. The key to using anger properly is to consider it as an important clue that sits on the superficial surface of our problem. The practice of self-compassion can help you cut through anger and other negative feelings, uncovering and resolving what's truly going on inside. Try following these simple steps to come to more acceptance, understanding, and self-connection. Number one, recognize that challenges are a part of life. It's typical and normal for people to have temporarily or permanently tough areas in their life. It might be chronic clashing with your in-laws, grappling with a physical ailment, a difficult boss, the continued complications of a divorce, or the legacy of a difficult childhood. A large part of what makes these common problems so challenging is our attitude towards them. Unless we've managed to make peace with our persistent challenges, we often hate these areas of our lives and feel inactive conflict with them any time they present themselves. It's a rinse-and-repeat dynamic that can spring up every time we get triggered in these areas. One of the most important ways of staying connected through that anger is by summoning self-compassion for yourself and the struggle or disappointment you're dealing with. You are not a failure because you have this challenge. 
challenges are a natural, inevitable fact of life. Usually, once you reconnect and regain closeness with yourself, you also experience nearly instantaneous relief from the pain of the anger. It also helps to try to intentionally cultivate compassion for other people involved and the difficult emotional state they are in, regardless of who is right and who is wrong. Imagine the stress and pain of being the object of anger or the cause of anger and allow yourself to feel compassion for that situation. We've all been there. Stepping outside of battle mode to extend this compassion to yourself and others is the healing balm that can blunt your anger and prevent spiraling into greater disconnection and upset. Number two, understand that anger is a shield. Anger is a defensive emotion used to inflate our egos, make us feel powerful, and defend against the more vulnerable, tender feelings underneath. Recognizing it as such can help us learn to question our angry internal rants. Usually, it's as simple as asking yourself, what am I really feeling besides anger? Or, I wonder if I'm also feeling hurt or afraid somehow. I find that when I ask my clients these kinds of questions, there is almost always a huge sigh and sense of relief as they spot the true source of the wound. You'll know when you've touched on the right underlying feelings. There is an immediate internal softening, and your formerly iron grip on your point of view will start to relax a little. Often, recognizing the more profound emotion underneath is all that's needed to reconnect to our true selves and for productive conversation and resolution to begin. Number three, reconnect with what's real. It's easy to stay stuck in the righteous indignation of anger. And in fact, many people make a lifetime habit of this. But unless we question these superficial emotions, we gain very little insight and we're blocked from processing or moving through the underlying emotions. To practice self-compassion, we must humble ourselves enough to admit that underneath all our powerful arguments against the thing that's enraged us, we're actually deeply disappointed, sad, heartbroken, grieving, terrified, or in some other vulnerable state. These emotions, concealed by our surface anger, are the more meaningful, poignant ones we can really learn from. Practicing self-compassion may prompt a new release of emotion, like sudden tears of relief. But this is where the critical stage of processing, digesting, and understanding our true reactions happens. This is where the magic happens. Using self-compassion to reconnect with what's underneath anger lets us review our situation from a place of calm, loving power. We give ourselves the necessary affirmation, validation, acknowledgement, and permission to feel the real feelings underneath. When we validate our experience of those underlying emotions, we gain a better understanding and acceptance of our true selves and foster a more profound and authentic connection. You just listened to the post titled, How to Practice Self-Compassion Through Anger by Christine Klusman of christineklusman.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And thanks a million to Christine for this wonderful post she shared with us today. She's really left us with some great opportunity for self-exploration. I think there are a lot of exercises you could pull from this one. But one that comes to mind for me based on her third step would be to write down all the things you're angry about or maybe all the thoughts that are getting in your way and deliberately try to prove yourself wrong in each one of them. So even if you can only think of one exception to your own idea about the situation, still write it down. Doing this will help you start to unravel the ways in which you might be telling yourself a story and slowly get caught up in not seeing the whole picture. And some of these questions might be about the recurring challenges too, as she mentioned in her first step. You might go a layer deeper and ask yourself, is this something I have to be mad about in order to solve, or can I work towards accepting it and maybe see how that feels? I think if you do this long enough, you could find some really amazing takeaways. So thanks once more to Christine, and thanks to all of you for being here. We have reached the end, sadly. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did, and I hope you come back tomorrow for our Thursday show where we will start our parenting leg of the week. That's where your optimal life awaits.